0: It is the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Mm-hmm. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, if I say the, if I use the, as so I was raised to say the, if I use the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, does that mess people up if they're doing a search? No, T- not at all. Uh, not good. So. Taft Sibley is with us, uh, Jen is out. There was an altercation <laughs> on Jen's corner last night. Hey, um, stop th- fighting! Yeah, there was there was a, a, a another uh, Madame moving in on her territory, working her 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 corner, uh, and they 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 called her Vanilla Foxy, and they ended up getting into a straight razor fight, and both of them had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, it happens in the world of pimpdom. You should see the other one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everybody in a knife
1: fight.
0: <laughs> so, you know, and everybody gets cut. So, 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 no, actually, Jen is out uh, with a daughter who had surgery today. So, Taft, uh, we'll be doing a Getting to Know You segment with with Taft. He is one of our partners here, and he's been on with us once before in our very first pilot. We'll be talking to him in just a second. But no, it doesn't. So, just Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. It's all good. What it is, daily, Monday through Friday. It'll be posted every Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. Entertaining, informative, Chattacentric podcast designed to entertain and inform you better than the rest. We're going to replace radio. We're going to cancel your morning TV show. Here, Here's the question that I have. If we take the, the drive-in podcast and we throw it deep into the woods to where nobody can hear it, will it still scare the traditional morning radio <laughs> DJs? <laughs> I think so. The answer is yes. I think absolutely it is. And uh, so anyway, welcome to the show Wednesday morning and uh, glad to have you guys tuned in and you can find us on all the platforms. As a matter of fact, before we even get going with the upfront wrap up, which is the way we do things, I will ask Taft if 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 say I'm a dumb person, say I don't understand technology. Well, it's not say, a very big leap. Say, say say I'm not a user of social media. Tell me how a dumb person would find this podcast, if they're listening to it now, they've already figured it out, but so they can explain it to their other friends who might be dumb like me.
1: So I think technology has uh, advanced beyond needing com. Thank you. If you'll just type <laughs> into your search browser, Chattanooga drive Show, it will populate. And on
0: Usenet, rec.podcast.chattanooga. All right, that works for me. That's a joke. All right, no Ru- <laughs> hey. I was going to say, I don't think that's right. Jen, Jen, Jen is gone today. Russ is going to be gone. Russ, I've never called you Russ. Russell will be gone uh, next Thursday and Friday. We have two, two, count them, two uh, possibilities for fill-ins. We may just jam the place up, and we may get seven or eight people in here. That'd be cool. Uh, but I have anyway. to uh,
2: apologize ahead of time. I did not want it to be like that it's just sort of how schedules well you better
0: up. hope your plane takes off uh, we'll <laughs> well, talk about that. that's the subject of my uh, uh, flex actually all right well we'll talk we'll let you flex in a minute right now we just basically ask the the standard traditional age-old question ever since socrates and plato and the rest russell what's happening
2: Well, Jeff, the Fort Oglethorpe police trying to track down a person who shot a motorcyclist in what they're calling a road rage incident. The police said that it happened actually Sunday afternoon, but the details are coming in today on Battlefield Parkway near the Walmart just before 4 p.m. The alleged shooter was identified as a 31-year-old Joshua Aaron Bassam. The police say they found Bassam's vehicle, but they were still searching for the man himself. He was described as armed and dangerous. The Urban League. We've heard they're going through some pretty major restructuring. It's been the subject of a couple articles in the paper, but somebody apparently threw a brick through one of their windows. The Chattanooga police are asking for your help in tracking down who's responsible. A little bit further away than Chattanooga in Athens, Tennessee, the chief of police, Cliff Couch, was fired after he reportedly refused to resign. The reason behind it is still a little bit unclear, but Couch speaking to media said he believed his firing was an act of retaliation for concerns he raised about missing police surveillance cameras. That's what's happening.
3: Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports, and let's get right to it. Talk to Tennessee. Change is good, especially if you are the Vols in their recent history over the past decade. The same group of volunteers that lost to Pitt and got hammered by the Gators now have two convincing wins over SEC opponents by a combined score of 104-44 as Missouri and South Carolina both took sound thumpings for the Vols. The Vols moved forward This week, of course, with uh, some guy named Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss that uh, will be present in Neyland Stadium as he makes his return to Knoxville as a head coach. So that should be exciting. Can the Vols do exactly what they need to do on offense to outscore Lane Kiffin's high scoring affair? Well, you, you would think there's at least a pretty good opportunity, according to Stats provided by the Sports Information Department at Tennessee, the Vols had 33 touchdowns through six games this year. Last year, it was just 29 through 10 games. The year before, 35 through 13 games. The year before, 35 through 13 games. And then in 2017, 28 through 12 games. So, as much we know, Josh Heifel's offense is working. But can it keep up with Lane We'll find out very shortly. I am Dave Hooker. It's Off the Hooks Sports.
0: Upfront wrap up. Other shows like to do their wrap up at the end of the show. We are contrarian. We like to do our wrap up at the beginning of the show. We put the cart before the horse purposely. We've discovered it works that way. A horse can push a cart. The caboose is by far the most interesting of all train cars why isn't it up front that's what i want to know. the caboose is loose and um, up upfront wrap-up brought to you by rc2 realty solutions add that dot com the taft just dissed
3: <laughs> and
0: you've got all you need to deal with that distressed property you might have been saddled with robin ring robin spells her name robin with a y like i do styles of the y my name is jeff styles by the way and taft sibley and russell stroud and brian stone in here with you but robin will help you sell renovate maybe you want to buy maybe you want to invest she can do it all talk to robin she is an angel she's an angel sent from heaven at rc2realtysolutions.com and i do not say that lightly i'm very 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 serious uh before we go any further with the upfront wrap-up uh just a quick tiny little flashback Fall back just three feet and uh, fall back into your old footprints uh gruden uh, i know we're a day late and a dollar short on this chucky has left the building brian
4: uh coach of the raiders an email he sent with some questionable uh verbiage in it but i don't questionable i I don't know the uh the latest uh of of where that stands
0: Uh, 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 what What was he thinking? There's another story coming up here in a little bit. (laughs) I saw, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm serious, and it's out of Asheville. It's the lieutenant governor of North Carolina has also made public comments ripping homosexuality, transgenderism, non-binary stuff, saying it's filth and is not backing down. This is in Asheville, a town that makes, you know, uh, Chattanooga, I mean – my God, we look like you know uh, Wichita compared to to Asheville when it comes to liberalism. Okay, because I that's...
4: hadn't I hadn't heard that story <coughs> yet either. But yeah, no, this will be long old news by the time you hear it. John Gruden gone. He's he stepped out. He's done.
0: It makes God, the uh, makes the Nixon tapes look tame. Don't understand exactly what made them think that was going to be okay. I'd be interested to
4: see how that contract works out because he signed one of the biggest contracts in the history, not the, one of the the biggest ten years. $10 million a year by far, the uh, higher than any other coach in the NFL. I'd be interested to see how he arranged that. Uh, I'm, he's not leaving all that money on the table, I promise you that.
0: Upfront wrap-up, since you're doing the flex, I'll just say this. Southwest said, sorry, we had 1,900 cancellations, one in four flights over the course of this last weekend. We just had a meltdown, and sorry, Boy, sorry, that's just not that's just not much in the <laughs> way of a sincere apology when you're sitting there on your luggage for the third day in, in the airport. Yeah. Uh, having flown a little bit recently domestically, I can tell you that uh, I wouldn't want to be stuck in an airport for longer than 12 hours. No, thank you. Goodness gracious. Um and also, um, um, uh, just kind of we'll be flying through some of this. I have, I have a feeling this show will be just a tiny bit shorter than some, uh, just simply because we're, we're, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, and we have our fill-in our, our Jen here this morning. We'll be talking to him in just a second more. Uh, Shots for Kids could begin shortly after Halloween. Uh, Fauci, we talked about that yesterday, of course. Um, Fauci you know, said he's he thinks Halloween is fine. Among the vaccinated, get out there and have fun. Do what you're going to do. So about 28 million kids could become eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine days before, possibly, but certainly after Halloween. Here is the story I was just talking about. And this is just going to be a little tiny little glimpse uh, because this is going to become a big deal. He is being asked to step down already, as you might well imagine. And he's not going to do it, as you might well imagine. Um, it is Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, African-American man out of North Carolina, and he is doubling down on his comments, calling transgenderism and homosexuality filth. Uh, he's a Republican. He made the comments all the way back in June, but they just now became part of the public record, apparently at the Asbury Baptist Church, good old Asbury Baptist Church. And they got some of the best covered dishes out there on when they do picnic on the grounds. In Seagrove, North Carolina, here's his quote. There's no reason anybody anywhere in America should be telling any child about transgenderism, homosexuality, any of that filth, he told the audience. And yes, I called it filth, and if you don't like it that I called it filth, come see me, and I'll explain it to you. Now, I'm just looking at Mark Robinson, and I'm thinking I don't want him explaining anything that has to do the with the human reproductive system to me (laughs) he seems unapologetic he seems unapologetic that's a stern jaw and i don't think i just don't think we would have a very fruitful conversation that's just me uh votes speak louder than
2: words i guess the actions of the asheville electorate is more important than anything uh, that could be
0: spoken after this um the county commission the Hamilton county commission that is this is going to be something we'll be talking about quite a bit is looking at expanding. Um, They've talked about it before, but apparently they're dead on it now. There were some who wanted to see as many as 13 districts, but I think 11 is now the magic number. That seems to be what they're looking at, yeah. And it's not, as far as I understand, not anything
2: concrete or finalized, but because of the expansion of the population we've seen in Chattanooga over the last couple of decades, or I should say Hamilton County, Over the last couple of decades and outlying areas uh, utah college dale seeing a boost in population it does make sense so i wouldn't be surprised
0: if they decided to move forward on it do either one of you guys have an upfront wrap-up headline type story because i got at least one more i read one in the paper the other day
1: developers slating uh, another 180 homes on approximately 90 acres out in utah and uh, community leaders uh, neighbors around are all disappointed to see the development continue
0: I saw that in the Times Free Press yesterday.
1: Yeah, wasn't it like 150 lots they're talking about? I think it was between 172 and 184, oh, and wow. 92 acres. And then the developer said that there'll be about 40 acres of community space, which would drop it down to 52 acres. And I think that would put us at a third of acre lots out there in Ottawa. But continued development in Chattanooga.
4: I mean... I, I, They've been doing this for 30 years, and when when is it now all of a sudden a problem? I mean, when well, do... Like, literally, when, when do it's you in say... in your backyard. It, yeah, yeah, when, yeah, that's, that's NIMBY,
0: what I mean, this man could... Speci- he, he got a PhD in NIMBY. <laughs> uh, oh, I love NIMBY. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, doing land acquisition for the land trust, and everybody thinks it's a good idea until it actually becomes their neighboring property... And then their brain just, maybe it's just something that's in our human nature, in, in the, our being, in our cellular makeup, but we just go to the worst case scenario. Well, I think everybody just wants to be the last person to build a house in their neighborhood. Well, it makes sense to me, and I'm not saying that they're right, but
2: I can definitely empathize where if you buy a property out in the middle of nowhere, you kind of hope that it stays out in the middle of nowhere while you're still there. So I definitely get it. I grew up
4: out there, and we've been screaming, stop. well, I don't live there anymore, but we stopped developing Udawab 25 years
0: ago. So welcome to the club. I was going to say, College Dillon Appison used to lead the way in that. Oh, uh, yeah. And Asheville. They're all almost the same place. Asheville, I think, probably more than any other town, certainly east of the Mississippi in the United States of America, they had the harshest rules about development and spread. You go to Colorado, and you see, you know, Little bitty neighborhoods and condos and apartments, townhomes, and boom, and then it's a big farm. I mean, Ponderosa Farm, uh, very, very well, different than it is around here. Well, keep in mind, just and I know Brian wants to wrap this up, but keep in mind, just 25 years
2: ago, well, more than that, 40 years ago, the area of uh, Hamilton Place was farmland.
0: Oh, I I, I remember. Yeah, I, I that's when I first moved here, and and I remember that that area out there, and when they were talking about it being tennessee's largest mall and that was just unthinkable and then my ad agency actually brought them on we're the ones that came up with there's no other place like hamilton place and it turned into a huge cash i'm just
4: old enough to remember when Gumbarrow road was the quick cut through was the shortcut to get to (laughs) east Brainerd.
0: and i go gap was just a long country road with no shoulder which it still is. Oh, it just and has had a, a couple roundabouts, out, uh, traffic <laughs> on it now. Um, one other one where I just want to throw out real quick. I I don't I don't understand this at all. Do you know who has become? And this is just weird to me. As far as a category of people, a professional category. This is what you do for a living. This is your career. There's a group of you, about seventy thousand strong in this country. The group that has become the chief leading source of misinformation on vaccinations and the effectiveness of masks according to the cdc and others mormons Uh -uh. uh-uh not a religious group oh a professional group a professional group (sighs) chiropractors oh that doesn't surprise me why doesn't it surprise you that seems so bizarre to me well because uh I mean, I know it's, 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 it's it's, (laughs) chiropractic works for people. It does not work for me. Acupuncture works for me. Sure. Massage therapy works for me. I love how
4: chiropractors think they're doctors. Yeah. I was just going to say that.
0: The the cryo chamber works for me. Yeah. But chiropractic never has, but I still, I trust the people who say it works for them. Yay for them. Yeah. But I mean, still it's kind it is the health field. We like to say sure. non-traditional, but it's really more traditional than the pills we're taking.
3: Oh,
4: sure, they're probably and, and uh, yeah, many of them have lots of good uh, ways, of li- lifestyle choices to make these kinds of things that can help you out. But not doctors. They're not so, MDS. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah. All right, before we m- move forward, let me just we'll keep it in this section here. Taft is with us, and and I know we have a Kickstarter campaign, and you're the one that kind of got that thing going. Tell everybody about where to find that and how that works. So we've got a Kickstarter page and. Essentially, what it
1: does is it allows the public to uh, fund the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. We've got a 45-day campaign going. I think we're 10 days into the campaign, and our hope is to raise about $5,000. And that, uh, those funds, if uh, we're able to do so, would help us kick start this campaign. Uh, we're working really hard to keep this show going, but of course we know, it, just like any business, it takes a little bit of upfront capital, so we're going to lean on the community to help us get to that $5,000 goal. If we don't see that $5,000 goal, let's say that $3500 is committed uh, throughout that campaign and if we don't hit 5,000 then it's a, it's a all or bus scenario.
0: So I mean you either hit the goal or you don't you don't get it at all. Or the people you don't. just basically just the money is not subtracted from their account.
1: Correct but if you're interested in sustaining support for this show you can hop on patreon and uh, opt for a monthly contribution to keep us going
0: cool and uh, we will accept all but we would love to be able to hit that small goal it would you know it would give advertisers and sponsors and the movers and shakers in town who still are not really sure what to make of this idea keep it in mind we are a city wide city centric daily podcast i don't know of another town anywhere in the southeast maybe anywhere in the country that is doing this and the city has really put a lot of support behind us they want to see us succeed Uh, that just means they don't have to do it themselves and it would be nice if the supporters would show their support so the other people would say hey if the community likes it then obviously we need we we ought to like it too yeah all right very quickly a little getting to know you (laughs) getting to know everything about you taff sibley who are you who am i yeah Uh. describe yourself i'm a chattanoogan first and foremost i'd say what do you do
1: this is a tough question Jeff. no it's not really what do i do I, how uh, old are you i'm 34 years old you are I, mm-hmm. I am oh i thought you were like my age what how old are you russell 26 oh Tw- well, all right i guess that's a group <laughs> that's a, good a pretty thing. good
0: size age difference at that age <laughs> yeah you know it did when you get up to my age that's nothing you, know, you <laughs> yeah. don't think about seven years but you know whatever
1: What what do you do? What do I do? Well, right now, uh, I am helping out with a podcast. Mm -hmm. Never would have guessed uh, I'd be helping out with that, but helping out with a podcast, what do I do? I do a lot of things in town. I like to be involved with my community. I've got a nine to five job. Uh, I'm in property management. We uh, manage communities and help communities in town, uh, mostly HOAs, run their businesses. So kind of work as a consultant for a bunch of small businesses. Uh, In my spare time, I like to volunteer. Um, right now, spare time volunteering for the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Mm -hmm. and Outside of that, uh, I've spent a lot of time in conservation working with the North Chickamauga Creek Conservancy and most recently as the project manager for Walden's Ridge Park.
0: When you hear me talk about a lot of the property that I um, run around on, kind of my backyard, my stomping grounds, Taft is very well aware of and has worked with a lot of people like Wild Trails and and developed the Cumberland Trail through my favorite swimming holes, which I kind of hate to lose the privacy of them, but I like to haven't picked up all right very quickly just a couple of things just so people will know a little bit about you do are you are you a party person are you a democrat republican conservative liberal
1: you know this is going to sound cliche but i, I think we've i've got to fall back on the tim kelly plan i'm i i'm an american and i'm a Chattanooga, and i will vote where my heart tells me to vote
0: typical young person if you were to pick you had to all right you've got the government, which has been screwing up, basically and ignoring us and taking money for a long time, and everybody knows that it's all fouled up and it needs a lot of work, and the people that protested before it turned ugly on January 6th, the people who were just saying, it's time for a revolution, and, and I think Russell can get behind that, I can get behind that. It's time for some kind of revolution, not a blood revolution, no. not a shoot innocent people and invade the capital revolution, who, who, who are the bad guys? Uh, is the government, does it need comeuppance, or are these people truly, I mean, renegades and traitors?
1: You know, I don't know if there's any one bad person out there. I think that we, uh, we blur business and, and, and the government together. They're pretty much the same entity, from what I can gather. Uh, what I think would really shake it up is for us as a society to uh, demand third and fourth parties. Uh, let's get some options out there. Thank
0: you very much. What's your favorite book? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'll let you ponder that. Oh, I've got it! All right. uh, I've got it. The Lorax. The Lorax. Oh, that's a good one for he your profession. He speaks for the trees. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, speaks we for the trees. I like it. every day. out the drive-in show. It backs a The Tri-State Region's region's drive-in Theater of the Mind, featuring the voice of our city's morning commute for three decades, the communicator, Jeff Stiles, and we've got Russell Stroud and Brian Stone and Dave Hooker and Taff Sibley in here with us today. We will not be doing the outside looking in. I thought yesterday's was very, very, very funny. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. The editorial section of the show and it's brought to you by a new podcast like this one, all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships, the Intentional Living com. All right. And today, and I, everybody can kind of just join in on this one. Is there really that big a difference in generational outlook. And I I bring it up because the Sunday paper, the Times Free Press, the front page of the business section, generations on the clock, when we're born shapes how how we work. And it takes three companies here in town, Simpa Community Care, all right? It takes, hang on a second, we got the HHM, CPAs, and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, each one of these companies offers up one of their employees, the Baby Boomer, the Gen X, the Millennial, and the Gen Z. Mm -hmm. All of them basically do the exact same thing. And if you were wondering, Baby Boomer, that would be me. I'm at the very tail end of Baby Boomer. Um, I'm looking here at Donnie Hutcherson of HHM. He's 66. Gen X this is going to be a shocker to some of you Gen Xers out there how old you are Travis Horton is 45 all right Millennial that's you right I'm between Millennial and Gen Z all right Millennial Chelsea O Shields is 28 Zach Kennedy twenty three years old as Gen Z. So notice how the gap between the generations there is very small. Yeah. But it's a big say. difference. So you would you would also be more of a millennial than a than a Gen X, well, I
1: guess. I like to think that I associate with the greatest generation.
0: Uh, well, that's my granddad. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thanks, old Papa Taft. Papa Taft here. Um, I remember when we were sharecropping. Um <laughs> Uh, Do do y'all honestly believe that there is that big a difference in the mentality and the thinking process between this 66-year-old businessman and this 23-year-old business person other than just lack of experience? Talk to me. Yes, 100%. I do. Um,
2: The difference in outlook uh, comes from a difference in upbringing, Uh, not necessarily in morals taught, but in world observed, right? Like for the boomer, there was quite a bit of reason to be optimistic. There was a lot to look forward to if you grew up in the 60s and 70s. Now you had you know, global thermonuclear war hanging over you, but- I can promise you that was a big deal. That was a really big deal. Yeah, you lived with it. But there was a lot to look forward to if you were in that age. The economy had some downturns in the 70s, but overall, hey, looking up. You could get a job with a high school diploma, buy yourself a house and uh, retire off of that income, stay at one job for the entirety of your life, and life was pretty good. For the Gen Xer, a little bit bleaker, I would say. I can't necessarily speak for the Gen Xer. But for the millennial, um, not a whole lot to look forward to. We've lived through, like, four recessions in the span of
0: 25 years. We totally loused up the environment for
2: you. The environment sucks. Um, There's
4: nobody more apathetic than Gen Xers. I'm just here to tell you that. We've given up on life a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. We've well, given do, up do on, you on you this think, a long you, time ago. Do you think
0: ago. that actually winds through the, 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 the age I think it's range. the the
4: technology boom of the last thirty years. Gen X was there to create it. Yeah. But millennials were there to perfect it.
2: We were there to grow up in and
4: it. And grow up in it and kind of in a way take it away from us a little bit and it's and then we get lost in the shuffle and then we're not boomers we're not young millennials we're not zero we're just Gen Xers, right in the middle we don't know where to go or what Plus, do they're all in their midlife crises right now you're the cool it, uncles it's, it's just
0: <laughs> yeah
4: it's, yes and i don't think that's necessarily good at all
0: <laughs> or drunkles which is even worse drunkles, now, yeah. now but i'm I'll, I'll say this i mean keep in mind i i was born in 60 i wasn't a baby boomer until i was in my 20s all of a sudden they changed the years, and they went out and grabbed me. Well, we've also, and for lack said, of a better said, way
4: of putting it, we've disnified fied yeah. the, the naming of generations. Yeah. So, therefore, yeah. people start to adjust their lifestyle based on what they what think they they're, think supposed, they're to supposed to be. It's not, it's not about math. It's not about when you were born. Yeah. It's about how it's just how you live your life.
0: I would not. I did not, all the way through college, I didn't see myself as a baby boomer. Those were my parents. They were the post-World War II baby boom, right? Mm-hmm. I was born right after the you know uh, Berlin Wall crisis, and you know r- right after the Cuban Missile Crisis. I wasn't even connected to World War II, but this is what I always saw: the the '60s, the wild, rebellious, you know, drug-filled, music-filled, you know, magical '60s. Well, those folks basically did the heavy blocking for us, so we could be the most hedonistic age <laughs> ever. I mean, the '60s did all the hard work knocking the walls down and getting rid of the dogmas so we could come along in the 70s with our disco outfits and have group sex and do tons of drugs and with really no repercussions. And then, boom, here comes AIDS and everything changed. I think we were in kind of a magical time. If you're into hedonism, but that's... Which we it's, were it's, in the
4: 1990s as well. Yeah. We romanticized the 1960s and the
0: yeah. 70s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a big revival. If, if, you, if you've if got a board, Taft, you, you, you're you consulting somebody, you go in and you see all 50 and 60-year-olds, you're thinking to yourself, oh, hell. Or you're thinking to yourself, this is going to be easy. I know how these people work.
1: I think I think they're straightforward um, and open and honest about how, how their careers are, and they're going to tell you exactly how they feel. Um, and give you the space to work with them. But absolutely, I think relating to someone in their 50s and 60s is quite easy.
0: I I can just tell you just from my own experience in the world of business, I miss having older men and women, older people who will just stop you when you're going down the wrong road. They don't waste any more of your time as you try to explain your overly complicated, you know, uh, the mechanism that you're trying to sell them. And they just go, Stop. No. The answer is no. Thank you very much. And if you continue, they go, I've already said no. You're looking at my face and still you're talking. I miss that brusqueness that I don't get with the 20-somethings that are out there. And I also am just a little bit frustrated with the number of phrases and the new terms that they use. I mean, we used to animate the downtown. Now we're doing something else with the downtown. I forget what the name is now. Percolated. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know, you know anymore. You know, I mean, and, and it, it's just, think of all the, the trendy phrases that 23 to 33-year-olds come up with every day. Uh, matrix, metrics, um, matrices, um, you know, the dichotomies, uh, dualities. And all these, these, these buzzwords that just, I think they're high on buzzwords. <laughs>
1: well, there's a lot of buzzwords. But you brought up a really interesting point or uh, interesting term, Jeff. You said experience when you first posed the question. And I think the question we should ask is, will the uh, millennials have that same outlook on life in 25 and 30 years that the baby boomers have now? No. You don't think so?
0: No, no, I think everybody changes. Everybody changes. Oh, it was the old Mark Twain quote, you know, back when I was 15 years old, my old man was such an idiot, I could hardly stand to be around him. By the time I turned 30, I couldn't believe how much the old guy had learned. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was his experience that changed. I uh, come from maybe a unique uh,
2: situation. I don't think that's thats too radical to say. Um, my background is, a, you know, homeschooled. Uh, grew up around older parents. My parents are born in the 60s. They're your age, Jeff. Um, and so my perspective is a little bit more um, mature I guess I, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn but I think that I do come from a little bit more of a mature perspective than some people my age uh, and so it is interesting to observe other people who are also in my age bracket and their perspectives uh, but one thing I, I want to take note of is that the millennial culture is something that's almost completely intangible because almost a hundred percent of our communications with each other take place in a uh, virtual space blurbs, blurbs. They're little fluffs of air. <laughs> yeah like I'm talking to three people right now on my phone while we're doing this show you know so the the and there's no dream. record
0: of it unless you really want to go back and dig it up unless yourself. you run for
1: politics yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'd be screwed. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I, I just, I'm saying viva la difference. And if you have yeah. a board, and if you have a, a, a group of people who are supposed to be a, a consulting roundtable, um, if you're doing charrettes, you really need to mix it up. You need the energy of the youth. You need the wisdom of the folks with some age. And some of those folks are stuck in their ways, and they need to be taught some of the new terms. But if you're if you're if you're looking uh, monoculture like like a big field of just Bermuda grass and there's no variance in there, you're you're shorting yourself. And that's all I've got to say about that today. It's
3: hard to not like yeah, it. I'm... Wrong one,
4: wrong one, wrong one. Dave, right. Go away, go away. Our,
2: uh, hard-working producer, Brian Stone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> a little a
2: little
0: extra hooker. <laughs> Every now and then. That's what Jen got in the fight about last night. Hooker? An extra hooker oh, on yeah. the straight corner. <laughs> and, and, and I'd say it just they they worked it out duh 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 schwa the duh moment of the day the duh moment of the day self-explanatory is it not brought to you by a tennessee american water company been providing quality water to the chattanooga community since eighteen eighty seven that's over ten years ago at the end of every pipe they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean safe reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day that's why at tennessee american water company they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right this one's easy a man has been accused of being a killer not just a killer a serial killer several people around Newark, New Jersey. (gasps) The many saints of Newark. (laughs) It's the Sopranos. No, it's just a tough town. Uh, This guy's had a reputation for a long time. Police investigated. Different BIs investigated. (laughs) ICCISSs investigated. Nobody could get anything on him. One friend of one victim never let go. Never let go. Let me read this to you. New Jersey man who used dating apps to lure and kill three women five years ago was sentenced to 160 years in prison. No hope of parole. 160 years in a day after a trial in which it was revealed that friends of one victim did the detective work on social media to ferret out the suspect Khalil Wheeler Weaver, 25 years old, sat motionless as the judge gave the sentence in state court in Newark. Sentencing was preceded by emotional statements by family members of victims Robin West and Sarah Butler. And in a brief statement before they spoke, Wheeler Weaver denied responsibility, telling the Superior Court judge that he was framed, but his entire family sat there and did not address the court and did not defend him in any way, shape, or form. Well, they'll get to see him in 2181. Sentences covered three murders, one attempted murder, other counts of including uh, kidnapping, aggravated arson, Whoa. and desecration of human remains. They hate that. Yeah, they really don't like that. <laughs> they really hate that. It seems weird. If somebody's dead, it just doesn't seem like it. but But they hate that. That's a certain depravity. Mm-hmm. And essentially, this young woman just sat down at her computer and came up with a couple of social media accounts and started communicating with this guy and he just fell for it and admitted it admitted it what 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 kind of relationship do you have online yeah you've got the deepest darkest secret known to man (laughs) i killed three people and i go Yeah, let me tell you a little something about myself. I'm a Virgo on the cusp of Libra. I love long walks on the beach at sunset, and I killed three people. Well, that's how a vast,
2: I wouldn't say majority, but a vast number of killers are caught is that they don't shut up,
0: which, you know, hey, that's great. If you're a serial killer, please do tell someone. Yeah, tell everybody. Tell everybody. Duh, the duh moment of the day. Weekday mornings, Monday through Friday. This concept, Brave, Beautiful, Inevitable Concept, the Chattanooga Driving Show, a daily podcast. It starts at 5 a.m. every morning, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, RadioCast, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public, wherever you go. And membership does have its privileges. Sponsor, advertise, subscribe, get much more. Anybody looking to get their comments on the pod waves here i, I, I struggle sometimes i keep wanting to say airwaves and broadcast I, I, what do we have i think we can just use old world less terminology just use it that way we're both used to it if you if you've heard something you really disagree with or you really want to give the other side to or you just don't feel like something's being represented get in touch with jen uh, six three five three five five seven four two three six three five three five five seven, And she will make sure that those comments get to us and we will read them on the air. Hey. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, by the way, you're going to love this. Um, all right, Russell was talking about this. Th- just a community calendar thing here. We'll throw some stuff out at you here pretty quick. What are you doing? Uh, brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved. That move saves you time, money, stress, and worry. Also, you need a guide through the jungle of today's market, and that's all covered with Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass. 591-9801. Chatmortgage.com. Chat with two Ts. Mortgage.com. All right. All right. Russell was bragging about how he was talking to people while he was doing the show. He probably shouldn't do that. Uh, at the same time, I'm looking at my phone and texts are pouring <laughs> in. Everybody who knows that we're recording from 10 to 1130 every day always wants to get in touch with me during that time. I don't know if they just want, think yeah. I'm going to say their name out loud or whatever. he knows I had my volume turned down this time, mm-hmm. so it didn't come screaming it over us. But I just got to tell this story very, very, very quickly, thinking about what are you doing. What I was doing yesterday was forgetting it was Columbus Day, yeah. rushing yeah. to the bank with very important financial transactions that did not take place. Uh-oh. So then I said, well, since the the bank's not open, I better run to the post office. What an idiot. <laughs> so I go to the post office like a moron. I guess I better go to school then. And there was somebody in there, and I, I, I just was standing there with a letter uh, it was already sealed up, and it had a check, and it needed to be postmarked by, you know, yesterday. And I was holding up. I was going, please, 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 just take it under the door. Here's the money. And I, I had four quarters, and she came and opened the door and took my letter and put a stamp on it. Yay for her. Oh. And then, then I actually ignored y'all's advice, and I decided that I wanted to at least report the noose. That was hanging oh, at the church near I, my I hear house. You talking about that, and yeah. so I went down to the sheriff's department, Sequatchie County Sheriff's Department, on Columbus Day. Were they open? No. But the front door remains open, and that kind of goes into the jail, and you're not going past that. And there was just nobody there. And there was one little button that said "push for assistance," and I push, and the jailer comes on and said, "We're closed." I said, "I know. I just I don't really know what to do here." And this is the, the, the interesting part, is that he was listening with great intent to my story. I said, I think it was kids. The rope was not a, I mean, you could strangulate somebody with it, but it's not a hanging rope. They didn't mm-hmm. do a very good job with a noose. I mean, it was kind of a play pretend, you know, noose, but it was a noose and they had some candles burning. So they were probably doing some Halloween thing. And I just, I don't want to cause any trouble. I don't want to file a complaint. I don't want to put my name next to this thing or anything like that. And they said, well, um, call this number and we'll have uh, some extra patrols go up your way. I said, I don't want extra patrols on my way. I'm not scared. I don't need extra patrols on my way. I just thought you guys might want to check on it because I drove by and it's still there. And uh, it doesn't freak me out, but it's probably going to freak somebody out. I still think it's kids. Mm-hmm. He wasn't having it. He <laughs> took my number and my phone rang. Fourteen times yesterday, at, at inopportune times when they were trying to get in touch with me, when I was driving, and I'm trying to be, you know, a law-abiding citizen. Have you ever noticed every time you hear a phone, it's ringing? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a good point. yes. every single time you can't hear a phone, argue it's with ringing. that one. So every damn time. I just, I, I, I am now. My name is attached to a complaint, so I hope we don't have a bunch of. Redneck Marauders coming looking for that Styles Troublemaker guy. <laughs> Made He's fun of our little, you know, you know, play noose there. He's the guy reporting my noose.
2: Oh my God. Well, and don't forget uh, speaking of community calendar, don't forget the road closures are going to be
0: up until the weekend for the motor car festival. <sighs> That's gonna mess us up down here. Do we? We don't even know it, how we're gonna get here. It might
2: not. Did you see the where the road is closed no, right I th- now?
0: I, I am terrible at looking. Whenever they give us directions on how to park and how they're gonna change roads. Yeah, I think we're gonna be fine over here. It goes uh, right into off the interstate. So oh, Greek yeah, to I me.
2: I come off the interstate. I guess Brian, you do too. I come off the interstate at the Carter Street exit, and I look to my left, and they have a roadblock there. Yeah. But to my right, everything's clear. So I think that's where they're closing it, Carter Street, in front of the convention center um i don't think it's going to extend to bother us hopefully
0: what are you doing basically let me throw some festivals at you the cleveland apple festival always a big one up in bradley county that is october 16th and 17th the color fest brow park down in beautiful mintone i love mintone i love going down there as october 16th and 17th as well the new salem mountain festival got canceled i oh. don't know that i've ever seen it be canceled before kettner's mill we had prater's mill last mm-hmm. week uh, we got Kettner's Milk coming up. Uh, Harvest of Art, Ray County Welcome Center up in Dayton going on this weekend. And Scarecrows on the Farm, Crabtree Farms. And Crabtree is just a great place to go all the way through October 30th. It's a great place to take the kids. I love the folks out there. And the big one, and this is actually, I don't know about you guys, this comes with our subscription um, to being members of the Sequatchie Valley Electric Cooperative. And we get this magazine once huh. a month, the Tennessee Magazine, and it's talking about the Tennessee Powwow yeah. celebrating 40 years. I saw footage and, of that this yeah, morning. this is up in Long Hunter State Park in Hermitage, the 40th anniversary of the Tennessee Powwow, and that's going on the 15th through the 17th. And I, it may be cultural manipulation and appropriation, but I love those things. No, I think it's I, great. I always love those things. I think it's, I think it's educational. And it's a good thing for the kids to do, to be totally frank. And there is sort of an an air of tragedy that comes along with it as well. I mean, it it can't be denied given the, uh, well, what happened historically. All right. And i got a couple other things here, but I believe they can wait. I will just remind you one more time. The Ram Area Medical Clinic comes to Camp Jordan again, and this is an absolutely invaluable service. We'll remind you again between now and then, but it's October 23rd and 24th. Free dental care, free eye care, free medical care. Thank you very much. That's a wonderful, wonderful group.
1: Now, is that for anybody?
0: Yeah, yeah, anybody. Yeah, you, you do not have to prove you're poor. You just have to show up. That's they incredible. start at six, you better be out there at three. All right, this is you. This is your theme song. This is normally where Pimp would start, you know, Pimp Jen would start striding and strutting and getting her thing together with her hoorays <laughs> and yays and boos to use. But since she's not here, and this is now Taft's block instead of the Pimp's Corner, hoorays, yays, booze to use whatever you got, budroom.
1: All right. Well, I've got a few things to uh, showcase today. Uh, first one, this was a couple weeks ago, but I don't know if it got enough press and enough accolade. Uh, the Tennessee River Gorge Trust made a pretty unique acquisition of about 30 acres that overlooks the Tennessee River Gorge. Uh, mm-hmm. And the area is known as Edwards Point. So it's one of the most iconic overlooks uh, in w- in the area. It's
0: the one on the backside of Signal Mountain.
1: Correct. And for years and years, folks have been hiking to it through the Cumberland Trail, uh, and they had been trespassing the whole time. So, Oh, really? Yeah, they yeah. had been. Yeah, So, yeah, yeah, they had so kudos to the Tennessee River Gorge Trust for finally securing that piece of Some of, of, of those property. hikes
0: have picked up in pace from time to time.
1: <laughs> hey, well, you, have. come back here. Blam. Yeah. Uh, so the next one, this uh, we're going to start a little rumor here, uh, sure. but I have it under good authority that there is uh, a group of people looking to relight the Chad Choo Chu sign. Did you guys know that that sign hasn't had lights in since 2016? Actually, oh. I,
0: didn't know. You I, didn't did. I didn't. I probably didn't notice. I
4: I wouldn't have guessed it was that long ago. But yeah, it's been. So, it's been I can live.
0: tell you. I can tell you this: the, I the, mean, the
4: cost for keeping them up was becoming just. Yeah. When Mitchell. I
0: first moved here, on my my drive in that night for my job interview the next day, the first one, I'm coming in off the you know the ridge cut. I have no idea where I'm. I've never been to Chattanooga before, and there I see the choo-choo sign. I said, "Well, everything's got to be right around the choo-choo, right? That's got to be the center of town." So I wandered about the most dangerous part of town <laughs> for about an hour and a half. before oh I, re- I ended up on Cemetery Avenue. I said, something's desperately wrong here. Uh, but yeah, I remember when, the, when the, um, the debate was going on about the facade of the Choo-Choo, and it became known that really the folks that were running the Choo-Choo, they were not all that interested in keeping the architecture and all of the history and stuff. All they wanted to do was just keep the facade up And they changed all the stuff on the inside and got rid of a couple of buildings that were already up for being on the historic register. And it was very controversial, and I'm imagining that's probably when the lights went out.
1: Well, well, we should be seeing some big news coming soon. But I was going like, to say, how
4: far deep can we get into that? I mean, uh, yeah, it's a good rumor. LED technology, Correct. neon technology is so uh,
0: easy these days. Like, so it, the, like the aquarium, the, what the aquarium can do is so cool. Yeah, those lights are cool. They looking. don't ever do enough cool stuff with it. When they do, it really gets your attention. Well, they're shooting the 50th anniversary
1: of that sign will be in 2022. So they're shooting ah, up and running.
0: There you them.
4: go. There's your time frame. All right.
1: All right, so we've got another uh, another yay. You're, all, do, you're loaded with yays. We're, we're going to do three. Uh, and this third one is for your Chattanooga Drive. <laughs> I say
4: lots of positivity you, coming you guys, out of our, yeah. our boy Taft, Y'all which ca- that's
1: good. Y'all caught me on a good day. Um, <laughs> we got to balance this mess out right, somehow. Right, right. So your third yay is for your Chattanooga Drive and show crew. Um, these folks have been working nonstop, day and night. I know the podcast is only an hour and a half, but between show prep, production, uh, communications for getting this thing off the ground, uh, they need some kudos here, too. Um, I want to take this as an opportunity to remind our Thank you. Uh, listeners Thanks. that um, they're essentially being paid pennies per hour. If you were to break it out, <laughs> that is exactly way. right. That's been true
2: um, forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're used to that. We're from radio.
1: But, you know, the difference here between radio and podcasting is that you guys, as a community, have an opportunity to support these folks. And if you'll uh, go to Patreon dot it's a very simple site uh, for you old, old folks. It's basically uh, an outlet for people to support makers, whether they're artists or podcasters. Uh, so you can sign up for like a monthly support. So I sign up for five dollars a month personally, but that shouldn't be a, a low end or a high end limit. Uh, but if you'd like to see the show continue uh, for perpetuity, hopefully. Hopefully um, all hopefully. of you would
0: like to see that if we don't have it right we can get it right just just help us out run
1: on over to patreon.com and I've got uh one boo just really quickly gas okay. prices and we'll leave it at that oh man yeah I
0: right, well yeah let me I was I was gonna say we were not going to be able to get away without that uh, a boo I paid 264 and I looked at gas buddy when I got here and that is the cheapest. I stopped at the place that has yeah, the say, cheapest I'm, th- I'm paying more than that. Price in, in, this in Chattanooga 264 and I don't really normally pay much attention to gas prices. I pull up, I get my gas, I give them 10 dollars and I go, but then I looked up and I saw how much diesel was yeah. and I went, wow, and then I started glancing around and I actually made a note of it. By the way, Pem's Corner or Taft's Block. Brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. Thank you very much. And one other yay. Surf City, USA, Huntington Beach is open again after the oil spill. Now slicker Surf than City. ever. Here come the sharks.
3: Straight back, muscle and jump. And
0: Russell the love muscle getting ready to flux. Or flex. Still, with, still with a bad shoulder. <laughs> when, if if once you once you have flexed, have you fluxed? That's once a long time ago, a muscle fluxed in the midst of a field. Be careful how you say that. Uh, Russell Love, muscle <laughs> flexing his, uh, his muscle. Uh, the Sports Barn uh, bringing you this section. This Notice how we have the show all segmented so it keeps us going. It keeps the pace fast, and you know what we're doing. And also, you could actually sponsor that segment, The Sports Barn with three locations in our town has been getting and keeping people healthier and happier since nineteen seventy nine. They got weight training, got personal training, they got spinning, they got of course the sauna, the 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 steam and everything that goes with a traditional workout place. It just has a great atmosphere, three locations in town, non threatening atmosphere too. You don't have to already be, you know, and you know, looking like your Batista Going in there to work out and and, and and feel good about yourself, all right? So what you got going on today, Bob? Well, there's definitely some uh, yes,
2: going on at Southwest Airlines. So here's what I've written for today's muscle flex. And yes, I actually do write these. Uh, there are currently three, count them, three conflicting narratives about what's going on with Southwest Airlines southwest says their major outage which left many stranded away from home was due to weather and atc issues more than 25 percent of their flights were canceled or one in four however unconfirmed rumors and some videos posted online by people who claim to work for southwest claim instead the reason for the huge outages huge was airline workers and ATC workers who are calling in sick en masse in protest of vaccine mandates, which in part may have been, this issue may have been fixed by Governor Abbott, now saying that you cannot have a vaccine mandate within the state of Texas, which is where Southwest is based. The union which reps Southwest, this is narrative three, the union which reps Southwest employees and pilots denies this, saying that there are no demonstrations, either planned or unplanned. Currently, it's impossible to know what's going on, what the real truth is, but there's no denying that something fishy is going on at Southwest, and this may just be the beginning. Backstory,
0: Russell, the love muscle flexing is all done and also Taft's City Block and all the rest of the things you hear here, including the upcoming storytelling segment of the show, Mountains Look at Each Other, all done here at the Lodge Cast Iron Studio the lodge cast iron studio thank you very much to bob and cheryl killerman for supporting us they were one of the earliest supporters of this idea and i just think that sounds so good it sounds so solid the lodge cast iron studio it's not going anywhere it's like the iron throne you know it's not going anywhere radios replacement tv's cancellation thank you very 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 much very proud to have them on board now, Mountains Looking at Each Other, one of the names that uh, Chattanooga apparently came from, from indigenous American language. And uh, it's just storytelling time brought to you by an anonymous donor who has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Driving Show, but give his time over to some local charity organizations Habitat for Humanity being one, Chattanooga Girls Rock, we're going to have them in very soon and a step ahead, them as well. Habitat will be in at some point, but everybody knows Habitat. These other two, you might want to get to know them a little bit more. The very definition of Chattacentric, somebody giving their money, helping us out, do this regional, local Chattacentric podcast, and helping out local charities at the same time, and doing it without wanting a pat on the back. This one is going to be short and sweet, and I have to tell you, of all the Storyville's, I ever did and this is gonna be a repeat because a lot of you people never heard it it was the most popular and it's the one that people most frequently quote back to me and it is very simply this it was the shortest fight I ever saw between two adults it's just that simple and it wasn't here in this area, but it might as well have been. It could have been. It was in West Georgia. It was a field party, a field party. Y'all know what a field party is? Everybody's saying, what do you want to do? I don't know. We're tired of cruising. Can we go to so-and-so's house? No, they're there. Somebody out of town. They got a babysitter. What are we going to do? Let's go out to, we had a place called No Dump. It was called No Dump because it was on the top of a hill and it had a big old tree. They said it was a hanging tree there, and people dumped all their trash there. So they put up a sign that said No Dump, <laughs> and so we just called it the No Dump.
2: They forgot the I and. Of course,
0: by putting the sign up that said No Dump, there was more trash there than ever before. So we trashed it up even more. So we met at No Dump, and we're out there. And we got a big bonfire going, and it's a it's a mixed age field party. Field party means you got a keg are a ton of beer somewhere in a couple of coolers in the back of people's trucks. you got a fire going. People have rolled joints the size of— Jeff, are
1: we talking about dates and Confused here?
0: Yes, yes, yes. We're talking about 1976, the bicentennial year. And so it was full-grown men, no women that I can recall. There may have been a girl or two being— you know, secreted back away from the crowd over here because that's probably a dangerous situation for them. Yeah, joints the size of paper towel rolls. (laughs) They were filled with seeds. Those of you who are just now getting into marijuana, you don't even know what seeds are. But, you know, pot used to come with seeds, and when you would smoke it, they would pop and explode like fireworks, and they would send, you know, meteorites all over the place and burn holes in your velour, you know, car it tasted interior. Tasted
4: terrible and ruined your
0: lungs. Yeah, exactly. Get in your eye and all this stuff. So, you know, a field party, you'd have popping, you know, joints, and you'd be popping beers, and on this particular night, a popping jaw. And it just went like this. This is the shortest fight I ever saw between two grown men. Maxie Gay was a bad man. His his daughter was a beautiful, beautiful woman my age, girl my age. I loved her to death, but, I mean, he was a bad man. Maxie loved to fight. Having the last name of Gay probably (laughs) didn't help. He comes wheeling in there in a Dodge Charger and just throwing dirt and mud and gravel everywhere and just slams it in part and gets out, and you tell he's already been drinking all night in the moonshine, and he gets out and he tightens up his belly and goes, you know what? I believe I'll whoop anybody here's ass for about 50 bucks. What he didn't know was that Pete Mitchell was taking a leak behind the big oak tree that had the no dump sign on it. Pete Mitchell was not a man to be toyed with. As a matter of fact, as far as I know, I don't think he, he had the reputation for never, ever having lost a fight. I don't think a fight ever even went a full round. He ran the VFW Club. He was a good guy, he had a big heart, he had a short temper, and he had a speech impediment. He he was smart, he was savvy, but he had a speech impediment. And he stammered, and he kind of confused his pronouns, but everybody understood him perfectly. (laughs) But Pete is over there zipping up his pants, Took a while to reel the thing in and get it all buttoned up. I mean, there's a big old man, right? And we're sitting there, these kids. We go, "Oh man, this is gonna be bad." And all of a sudden, Pete goes around the corner, and Maxie's eyes get real big. And Pete goes, "Me take that bet." And Maxie goes, "Oh, Pete, man, I didn't even see you. I didn't know you were there, man. I was just joking, man. I was just joking. I ain't got, I ain't got fifty dollars." And Pete just strode right over to him just like he was just going just to get a beer out of the cooler. He goes, me, 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 me whoop your ass on credit. <laughs> oh. And Maxie literally just, he covered up his face and he cowered down and Pete hit him. It wasn't a roundhouse. It was an over the top, like he, was, he, was, he was wielding Thor's hammer and it was just his fist and hit him so hard in the back of the head that his knees went out from under him and his face hit the dirt somebody actually grabbed him by the shoes and made sure his hair wasn't in the fire and i mean he hit him on the top of his head and knocked him just about slap out and he was just laying there just moaning and groaning (laughs) and he was just that this whole thing happened in less than 10 seconds you know, I'll whoop anybody's man's here. Ask for $50. Me take that bet. I ain't got no money. Me whoop your ass on credit. Boom! And he goes down, and wow. everybody was just standing there going, holy moly. It was like a force of nature. And Pete just stood there over me. He goes, you want a nerdin'? <laughs> and Maxie goes, Pete, I didn't want the one I got. <laughs> and he got up and Jeez. crawled back over to his charger and stayed there behind the wheel for a while before he actually engaged it and drove away. And you know what? There was no money passed that night, but I guarantee you Maxie showed up at the VFW later and paid him fifty bucks. <laughs> ain't no doubt in my mind. Imagine paying someone for whooping your ass. <laughs> and that is and that is mountains looking at each other for today. Uh, I want to say thanks to all of our other podcasters out there. Uh, Dave Fire with Dawson Wheeler during the break, of course, with Clint Powell. Brian Stone, Stone on Air. You do yours normally on Wednesdays. People at Chattanooga, the What podcast with Barry Quarter, And uh, the one that was ostensibly about Bonnaroo, but now I don't even know what all it's about. Gary and Tide, of course, have one. My own Rockyologies. And Storyville's. Here are the even fuller-length story of that shortest fight ever if you want to but there's not much more to it than that if you want to go to fredpodcast.com and start things off there this is quick and easy regional roundup and shotgun shout outs regional roundup just taking a look at things going on in our neck of the woods we do have some stringers some correspondents out there that occasionally send in a little something from the town of walden this one's from Dax Turner. The monthly town meeting has been moved to next Tuesday, October 19th. They do not say why. Hmm. Uh, Signal Mountain Middle and High School PTSA uh, homecoming parade returns in a couple of weeks here, October 21st. They need helpers, they need a lot of assistance to pull it off. Big homecoming parade up on Signal Mountain. If you want to call Laura Duncan at 718. 718- 2212 please feel free uh take a look around the tri-state area um, huntsville alabama 15 million dollar expansion will add a lot more space to space camp boeing is making a three and a half million dollar donation toward the project at the state-run u.s space and rocket center Uh, Pigeon Forge, uh, country star Dolly Parton, and her Smoky Mountain businesses have raised $700,000 to help those people that were affected by the catastrophic flooding earlier this summer. Down in Atlanta, the unique experience of racing on a runway at one of the world's busiest airports is back. I'd never heard of this. Hmm. The mayor's 5K on the 5th runway returns this Saturday after being canceled last year because of the pandemic. I don't know why it would be fun to run on a runway. You could not pay me, dude. like doesn't sound like the kind of thing that I would be all that terribly interested in. Um, There is a movie running at AMC around here called The Jesus Music, and I am intrigued. And I think you would be too. Uh Oh? The Jesus Music, and it actually is the story of the beginning of Christian rock. It was an American musician, Larry Norman, was his name, Mm -hmm. pioneer of Christian rock with his wife, Pamela, started in London, 1972. It's a a long story, and it involves also a 17-year-old runaway from Costa Mesa named Lonnie Frisbee. What a great name. (laughs) cannot make that up. After stripping naked and taking LSD in 1967 near Taquitz Falls outside of Palm Springs, Lonnie Frisbee, 17, called to God. As water from the falls crashed, Frisbee, who wore his hair and beard just like the archetypal Jesus Christ, saw himself standing beside the Pacific Ocean, Bible in hand, staring out at the horizon. But instead of water, the sea was filled with lost souls crying for salvation. And he said, God, if you're really real, reveal yourself to me. And the story goes from there, and it gets to these two and the rise of Christian rock. And I remember Jimmy Swaggart used to go on his show and just hound and pound. There is no such thing. My family, you know, he was first cousins with Jerry Lee Lewis. My family started rock and roll. There is no such thing as Christian rock. You can't be a Christian and be a rock music lover. That was his preaching at the time. And, uh, Someone pre- told my mom Pretty that, amazing. Geez. Now, Mr. Frisbee died of AIDS in 1993, and so there's all kinds of ins and outs, but it's playing at AMC Theatres around Chattanooga, and it sounds to me like it would be pretty doggone interesting. That's just me.
2: If you're interested in that, by the way, the uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye, about Tammy Faye Baker
0: is coming out this year. I'm really interested in that. All right, and um, this is all the shotgun shout-outs is one. I got one of those made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested, and we don't have that much, so we've got to have a lot of trust, and we do trust him completely. 710-9199. And uh, don't forget, uh, Gary and Tide of course, have their podcast as well, so you want to tune into that if you get a chance. Do you have anything in the regional roundup or a shotgun shout-out section? Yeah, I do. I,
1: th- I think we have a little bit of overlap here. Uh, yeah. but There is a trail advo- advocacy group uh, seeking to train, change the designation for the Benton-McKay Trail, hey. which is a great thing. So the Benton-McKay Trail starts down at Springer Mountain, which is the southern terminus of the Appalachian Trail. Yeah,
0: it's where the AT begins. You asked that the other day, and mm-hmm. that, that
1: is the answer, by the way.
0: Springer so, Mountain, and yeah.
1: it runs uh, about 300 miles. It cuts through, through the Cahutta Wilderness, and then up and over the Okoe and the Hawassi, and it makes its way to uh, Big Creek, which is the northern terminus. And Big Creek is located right around the Tennessee North Carolina line, uh, where, at I 40. Uh, so this group is uh, proposing that it gets changed a designation. Uh, national um, backing behind the feds, which will increase some of the uh, uh, s- some of the uh, restrictions and regulations on the on the trail. Uh, and overall, I think it's a really good thing for that trail.
0: I am I am very excited about this. Do you know who Bent McKay was? Yes. Go ahead and tell everybody. That.
1: So Bent McKay and I just did a little research on this yesterday, but he uh, was born in 1875 and was a Harvard grad, won uh, it from the first forestry school class, and was the god grandfather of uh, the Appalachian Trail. Yes. So this trail was named in his honor. He was
0: he was the one that actually said, "I believe that we can actually you know form a hiking trail, an organized hiking trail." That will run the spine of the eastern United States, which is the Appalachians, and they start way down here and they go all the way up there. Now the name of the mountain range changes about eighteen times depending on where you are, and a lot of people are unfamiliar with the fact that the you know the Smokies are part of the Appalachians. You know the the, the foothills around here are part of the Appalachians. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe Cheaha Mountain in uh, Alabama. And the Talladega National Forest, I think that is the last official foothill of the of the Appalachians. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, Benton McKay Trail, I'm very, very happy for. I've got one letter here, letter to the editor, and we'll wrap this one up just about. Most editorials I've read lately seem to believe if you think a certain way, you can only be a Democrat. If you think another way, only a Republican, period. No room for blending the two. But what if you support LGBTQ rights but are against men and women's sports? or use in the ladies' bathroom? What if you're pro-choice, but with protections for the unborn, like maybe only abort during the first three to six months? For immigration, but legally with controlled borders as most sane nations of the world do, making it easy to vote, but requiring minimal voter ID, so somebody doesn't vote 15 times in the same election. Helping the less fortunate, but not providing unwarranted handouts for everyone forever pro government services but against unfathomable unfathomable government debt a believer in the vaccine but not in government mandates what are you then reasonable perhaps from mike walford of hickson i think i can relate to that
1: i think mike's a dreamer <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and that the world needs more dreamers i'm not the only one <laughs> Top of the pops. That's the toppermost, poppermost thing on your mind. The thing that's up the upper levels, the thing you're thinking about even when you wish you weren't thinking about it, or just the, the headline that really got your attention, that still got you pondering. And it's not a headline for me. Really, it is this whole stupid uh, news thing. I, th- th- it's just a simple thing. There's no doubt in my mind that it was just kids having fun. And Rebecca reminded me, she's on vacation, she reminded me the other night that there were a bunch of lights out in our front yard and our dogs were going off. And it was police, it was cop cars, but they did not have their sirens on, they didn't have their lights on, and they were using their big spotlights and they were just searching all over the neighborhood probably in relation to somebody calling and saying that they saw kids running around up there in some candlelight and they thought somebody was going to burn the place down. So more fun to the kids. But you do kind of have to take a noose seriously. Hence my just wanting to, without creative fuss, I didn't want to get my name attached to something and make neighbors mad because then their kids got in trouble. But then again, if this is real and somebody out there is trying to, you know, actually scare somebody or make a point or draw a territorial line i want it to be made very clear that i'm not going to tolerate that either i mean me being able to see it essentially from my house doesn't make me feel good so i'm kind of i'm kind of torn there's some irony in you saying you don't want your name attached to it but now you're talking about it on the I know. biggest and best podcast in chattanooga i know i Most know, listened I, know. To podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know i mean let's well, just say that's where i started but then when they wouldn't let me do it anonymously through the little button there in the empty, you know, <laughs> vestibule, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you know, when you call 911, what's the first thing they ask you? What's your emergency? And What's your name? Oh. Yeah, your name and your phone number. Yeah. Can we call you back and make sure that we verify there's a real call? I wasn't doing that. I just, I just wanted them to know it was there, so they go take it down. I don't want my fingerprints on it.
2: <laughs> your fingerprints on <laughs> nylon rope? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what they can dust for these days. Mr. Styles, your prints are on this hemp rope. I know you can't dust for vomit. They never proved it was his vomit that he choked on. <laughs> all right. Do you guys have anything on the top of your mind? Uh, no,
2: I've already talked about it in my uh, in my muscle flex. That's what's on my mind.
4: Baseball. That's all. I'm I'm in baseball mode right now. Talk to me. Well, I don't know when you'll be listening to this, so I'm not sure where the Braves will be, but they should still be playing baseball by the time you're listening to this show. So that's kind of where my uh, my attention is right now. About the only thing in October I like. All right, a little football,
0: and that leaves us only with. Dive, dive. I don't know how much I love this. We'll maybe change this. I, I, actually, I love it, and actually, I don't think any of us have a deep dive today. It sounds like a haunted. I don't house think, it's ride. literally. You get
4: two pieces of audio, and I just stacked them on top just, of each other. I just, I just,
0: I, just I, I like it. I just like the sound. I don't think we have a deep. Are you got? We want to go deep diving on anything? I don't really have a deep dive. No, yet. no, no. I just, I just like the sound. I, I will. <laughs> I'll tell you this though. We're gonna do. We're gonna do one. Do you do? You recall the way yesterday's show sounded. The getting to know you, getting to know you bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mondays are especially difficult for us and the way we record this and our access to the studios and stuff. So I'm going to have a – get out on a thin limb and say that Mondays are going to generally be less newsy, more debatey, talky, and (laughs) interviewee, if that makes any sense. (laughs) And I've already lined up a – well, two – two two interviews that you'll hear next monday one hopefully will be with randy horton of wild trails you know we had another ultra marathon out in utah go horribly bad they didn't kill 90 people like they did in china but people were hypothermic and it was a real disaster and he's just a wealth of information about all things outdoors anyway but also the coach of the chattanooga football club is going to come in and talk about the phenomenon that is Ted Lasso. We share space here at our studios, at the Lodge Cast Iron Studios. We actually share space with the Chattanooga Football Club. And so I just walked back there the other day and I said, okay, show of hands, how many people are real fans of Ted Lasso? Every hand went up. I said, is it somewhat accurate or is it just a Hollywoodization of the sport? And they all said, no, it's got the sport down. What? And they love it. What's What's Ted Lasso? It is a show on Apple Plus. It stars Jason Sudeikis, and it came out last year during the worst of the summer. He's uh, an
4: the, SNL guy. He plays um, the coach of this team. I guess. Yeah, he's Where the identifier he, he's is an here. Amer-
0: He's an American football coach who gets hired to come teach. Uh, coached the team in in Richmond, AFC Richmond. And by football, you mean soccer. Soccer over there, he knows nothing about the sport. What he doesn't know is that the owner hired him because she wants him to fail. She wants him to fail miserably, yes. But then, of course, because he is so homespun and likable – it may be the sweetest show on TV since the Waltons, without being smarmy or cheesy, and it's hilarious. And I'm telling you, it has just blown up. And so we're going to talk about the similarities, the pros, the cons, the ins and outs of Ted Lasso. And you got that to look forward to. Thank you very much. And that's on
4: Apple TV, you said? Yep. Well, Apple I'll TV. I'll never see it going
0: to say, oh well. And this is just the, the duh moment. Not the duh moment the uh moment uh, uh where we say um <laughs> hey. Um, hey, buddy. um as we try to think of there is there anything we forgot uh. is there anything that we forgot that we need to get in there thank you to, for listening to the chattanooga drive-in show i
4: think we've been pretty thorough today as yeah matter. thank yeah. you for for,
0: yeah. for checking out the kickstarter and the venmo and the patreon and thank you for just uh, share like it, follow it, share it mercilessly. I, I, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this. I, I told you, I think there's importance in comics. Give me 20 seconds here. This is Doonesbury from the Sunday paper. And there is Mark Slackmeyer, one of my heroes, of course. <laughs> uh, he is the DJ slash talk show host that's been there since Doonesbury began. And he's got a collar. Okay, next up is Texas bounty hunter Karen White. Thanks for joining us, Karen. No problem, Mark. So tell me, what's the new Texas bounty law all about? Well, Mark, basically it deputizes private citizens to sue anyone who enables an abortion. The bounty's sweet. $10,000 a head. Already I've dimed out three of my neighbors, two nurses, and an Uber driver. I've also got a lead on an incest rape victim. If someone tries to help her, I'm all set to sue their ass. (laughs) So Mark goes, Um... Hold on a second. Okay, Karen, I need a quick word with my producer. She continues to talk. Legal vigilanteism. It's the best side hustle ever, Mark. I'm looking so forward to clear $100,000 by December. And he looks up at his producer He goes, Remind me what country this is. He goes, I was going to ask. You want me to check? (laughs) So there you go. Don't mess with Texas. Uh, they're, they're driving me crazy. It's a rush to the bottom, as far as I'm concerned, between Abbott and DeSantis.
4: Yeah, I'd say Florida and Texas, sir, kind of doing their own thing these governor days.
0: Governor Demp down in Georgia is 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 trailing, but he's still he's still in the running for being the most worthless governor. And vote in the on region. every
4: bill, Lee. He's right there too.
0: Yeah, he can. Here comes Beetle Bomb. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, and do it again tomorrow.